There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 117 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode one of season two of Van Helsing. Steve, do you have some ratings news for us? Absolutely. Episode one brought in a 0.15 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.459 million viewers, making it the 85th rated cable show for the day. That's awesome. That's pretty good, I think. Yes, it is. Uh, almost half a million viewers is a pretty good number. Yeah. So we don't have a whole lot of news, but I have a little bit of news. Alrighty. So I'm sure you guys have finally seen that they're going to be doing a show called Superstition. And Steve and I are going to be talking about that. Very interesting look. And we're hoping, because we're kind of in the works and fingers crossed, to actually get an interview with the producer and one of the stars of the show, Mario Van Peoples, which, depending how old you are, you might know him very well. If you go back and watch his, like, really creepy, like, acting in Cyborg. Yes. With the, the contacts, and it was weird. He looked so, And he looks so different now, but he looks the same, if that makes a lot of sense. Like, his character, totally different. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens. It has a very... Constantine feel from what I had and if you guys listened to us way back, Jess and I did Constantine and so I'm kind of excited to see how they play with this. Yes, it does look very interesting to say the least. So you'll be hearing that from us by the end of the month because it features October 20th. It's finally coming out. So, And there's some new shows so Steve and I are going to be working on some of those coming up soon. But today we were talking Van Helsing and a very weird opening that had me thinking of something different. So, Steve, give us the synopsis. All right. Begin again. Vanessa and Muhammad search for Dylan as Dimitri's citadel crumbles around them. Flesh acquires an unexpected ally in one of the resistance fighters. Taka clashes with the vampire elite. So, we open with red balloons. And, of course, this being October, and it was released recently... I just went there right away. I'm like, what the heck? Pennywise is in this? What's happening? Yeah. (laughs) Which also, for those of you you who, of course, don't live anywhere near me, I'm going to post photos. I'm working on my it decorations out front because I want to scare the crap out of people. So there's going to be a lot of red balloons out in front of my place, too. That's all right. I was expecting Emily Hampshire to come out and sing 99 Luth balloons. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like they tie into so many things, and I love that they do that. So Yes. <laughs> yes, red balloons everywhere. And we find out, because then suddenly there's paper. Well, what's attached to it? Little maps to a compound that is apparently up above the cloud cover. 
Now, granted, this map can lead not just survivors, but the vampires to you. Yeah, that's was kind of my thought. I mean, yeah, it's nice to let any survivors out there know that you're around, but I'm not quite so sure I would uh, give an open invitation to the vampires. Yeah, it's above the cloud cover, so it's going to be a little more difficult. She does say that. Yes. And then you have Mr. McDouche up there. He's like, why are you doing that? (laughs) Sorry. Gotta have hope. Right. Maybe a little faith. Maybe things will be good. Maybe these are good people. So fingers crossed it's not Terminus-like. So there's a spoiler for you. All right. And we're going to the Citadel. And basically we pick up right where we left off with um, Rebecca and Dylan on one side of the room and Vanessa on the other. Yeah, it was really strange because for a second I didn't even feel like it was the same people. Right. And obviously, I mean, everything's set up the same. But I don't know. It just maybe just because it's been so long. It felt like they didn't look the same to me. Right. But Rebecca, Rebecca, I understand you are. Like, a royal class. But, God, you deserved it. Have a bitch slap. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, whispering in Dylan's ear and, like, taunting Vanessa. I'm not going to say I'm sorry for what happened to her. Not at all. Yeah, it's very hard to feel sorry for her at all, for the stuff that she pulled on Vanessa during this uh, encounter, shall we say. Yeah, it was a really good fight scene. Oh, absolutely. But the killer was Dylan. Basically being angry at her mom for leaving her and telling her that Rebecca was the one who found her and saved her, basically. Well, yeah, because that wasn't a setup. Come on. We know that they were, you know, like poisoning her just by talking crap all the time. Right. So, I mean, you see that when young kids end up having to live with one parent and another and there's a toxic relationship between the parents when they're separated. So I kind of feel like it's the same thing here. Absolutely, and I definitely can vouch for that. (laughs) But at least Vanessa was able to overcome by dragging Rebecca into the sun. And, well, you got what you got. That's right. We start getting crispy, uh, Rebecca. Unfortunately, Dylan sneaks up behind her mom and starts beating her over the head. Kind of surprised at that. Yeah. That was really... uh, Especially when the sun hit Dylan, and she didn't react to the sun, but she seen Rebecca reacting. Right. So I thought that might kind of flip a switch in her head, but not so much. No, it sure didn't. But it did give us uh, a hint of what is to come later on in the episode. Exactly. Because I assumed, which I'm assuming everybody here is assuming the same thing, that Dylan was just fed a lot of blood, kind of like Vanessa was, but that she's not a vampire. Right. But that doesn't seem to be exactly the case. No, not at all. But we have a lot of chaos everywhere. So Dylan disappears in the chaos. We have, like, bombs going off and parts of the Citadel coming down. I'm not going to say that it wasn't a cool effect, but at the same time, I'm thinking, how did they get everywhere that fast? To, like, plant all these bombs. But I guess we had a lot more storming the Citadel than we assumed originally. Right. Yeah, well, I don't think it was one small group of people. I think that was the group that was trying to get in and blow up the generators, but they had other groups 
also attacking the Citadel at the same time. Uh, okay. Try to spread out the uh, vampire forces as, as thin as possible. I gotcha. Well, and apparently, Rebecca's not exactly dead at this point either. No. Because as uh, Taka is still bargaining with Dimitri, saying that Rebecca promised him an island, and Dimitri says, well, I can give you more. He says, well, I'm listening. And you just go, Taka, no, no, no. Right? I thought he was a good guy. Not so much. No. Because <sighs> Rebecca stumbles in, and that gives Taka the opportunity to shoot Dimitri a bunch of times. But then his throat gets uh, ripped right out of his uh, neck there. Oh, well, that's what you get. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) You know, you happen to say the devil you know, you know, as you're shooting Dimitri. Well, who did you really know? Because now Rebecca really is dead. Right. Because the other vamp, was that Dimitri's sister? Yes. Okay. Incestuous sister. Oh, that's what I thought. Creepy. Creepy. (laughs) Well, she ends up killing Rebecca. Taka's dead. We have the other guy who's still laying on the floor. So that Taka ended up shooting. So yeah, right. it doesn't look like a really good scene right there. Right, looks like a massive bloodbath. Well, the sister whose name escapes me, so I'm sorry, guys. And Dimitri end up taking off down into a secret passage because everybody needs a secret passage behind a bookcase. Oh, absolutely, every vampire does. I feel like if I ever win the lottery, I'm making a house or building a house. Look at that! <laughs> I can't even talk. That has a secret. Like stairwell. Oh, absolutely. You gotta have a bat cave. Yeah. It's gonna have to. And it's gonna lead to like a game room or some crap, you know, some randomness. Alright. So we flipped to Muhammad. And I feel a little bad for him because this had, and I'm gonna say this now, I should have said it at the beginning, it had a very like telenovela kind of dramaticness happening, you know, so like soap opera through this whole thing. Right. Because you had family drama. Like, all over the place. Right. And poor Muhammad, and I feel bad. It, he was not alone in the family drama, obviously. But he sees his sister, because she's still alive, but she's, like, being crushed by falling debris. He's right. trying to help her, and she's like, no, you're crushing me. Well, no, actually, it's the ceiling, but whatever. Right. And so he's like, I can get help. And she doesn't want any help except Rebecca or Dimitri, because he she wants them to turn her. And that's right. what she's wanted this whole time since they started giving her gifts. And he was so upset with this. Yeah. And he I, was not going to let that happen. No. And, you know, she's like, just do it. And instead, and this kind of threw me, he like smothers her. At first, I was thinking he was just like covering her mouth. Like, don't say so that. You don't have to hear it. <laughs> Well, like, don't say that. Don't say right. you want to be a vampire. But then I'm like, wait, he's covering her nose. And then he looked surprised that he smothered her. Right. And I was just like, okay, then. Because he's standing there, and then he, like, looks at his hands and sits back. And he's, like, is lost. And the next moment when we see them, you have Vanessa find him. Right. And this about broke my heart, because Vanessa, I understand she's pretty pissed right now. Right. But, like, all of a sudden, she looks at him and she's like, did she get turned? And he explains very shortly, she was always one of them. Right. And then, you know, with the, oh, I guess we're even. That was kind of cold. 
Yes, it absolutely was. And you got to understand it from Vanessa's point of view. She's found her daughter, but her daughter seems to be a vampire. So no matter what it is, she's going to be cold to everything. Right. But at the same time, I feel like you're going to need help. And, you know, you being kind of shitty to him. Is that really the way you want to go? Because it's like, oh, well, your sister's dead. You sold me out. You know, if it was the other way, no matter what, and if it was you having to sell out your friends to get your daughter, I think she would have done it. Oh, absolutely. She would have done it. So I think that was really, really a bad move on her part saying that. But that's just me. Right. Now we go to Flash, who seems to have found a new friend. (laughs) A new crazy friend. Yeah. That again, aren't they all at this point? Yeah. Lucky, who's very tall and has a giant gun. And wants to blow things up. Yes. And of course, he goes into his, we got to find Vanessa's spiel, and she's not listening to it. She doesn't care if somebody can cure them all. But finally, she gives in and says, okay, if um, we get this generator blown up and we're still alive, then then we'll go find this Vanessa. I'm guessing that she hasn't heard about Vanessa, which is weird because everybody seems to have. So She might have been one of the uh, in another resistance group that the word hadn't spread to yet. Ah, I see. Oh my goodness. Well, we have Vanessa finding Dylan as (laughs) Dylan was going on a killing spree, basically. Some of these resistance people. Yeah. Looks Vanessa dead in the face and rips the throat out. She's like, whatever. Okay, I've heard of angry teenagers. but Right, that's a bit extreme. <laughs> I have to say yes. And I don't even know if this is really true, that Vanessa kind of talked her down. You know, she's like, it's mommy, it's mommy, I love you. And she's walking through it. And she kind of, like, hugs her. But Dylan doesn't really let down her guard. No, she doesn't. And then Muhammad had followed Vanessa, you know, he backs up and hits a box and it falls. And then suddenly Dylan's like freaking out and runs away. And again, here's the telenovela because Vanessa goes, what did you do? And slaps Muhammad all dramatically. Right. He didn't do anything. Uh, Your daughter's a little over the deep end. Yes. Yeah. She's totally out of the kiddie pool. There's, there may be no way (laughs) bringing her back from this. Right. Yeah. This is, this is not looking good. I mean, she's almost a cross between the, um, what are they called? The, the ferals. Yeah. Because she has some, some very feralish actions to her, the way she jumps around and moves. And I wasn't digging the sound effects that they had with it. Right. With like the snarls and the like growling kind of thing. Right. I felt. Which is another thing the ferals do. It was just a little over the top. Maybe it's just me. Right. I don't know. And we cut to the not-so-good doctor. Oh, gosh, this guy. Yeah, Mr. Sleaze himself. Why didn't a big slab of something fall on him? Oh, that would have been fine with me. <laughs> he uh, sneezes, seizes, yeah, he sneezes. The opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> he seizes the opportunity to make his escape. And, of course, when he runs into some of the... Um, Resistance people, he makes himself out to be more of a victim than he ever really was. And in order to uh, gain sympathy and not be dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's like burning his work and like, oh, they made me do it. 
Until but, then he gets all like weird and creepy, touching on was it flesh? Right. He's like, I know you. Dude. Okay, dude, if you're gonna try to play like you're a victim, maybe don't go total creepazoid. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, all right, you're going to have to be put down. Yeah. Because you're just straight nutter. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we cut down to the boiler room where Lucky and Flesh shoot their way to the generators and set some charges. And we see smokestacks come down, so assumably they've managed to get it, a few of the generators at least down. Right. So, yay? <laughs> yes. And they figure that's probably crippled the Citadel. Quite a bit, which I believe is an accurate assessment. Yeah. Although, okay, like, go way back. I totally, we forgot to even mention that Vanessa kind of went crazy early after Dylan ran off. Because Vanessa's still in her hospital gown. Right. So you have this vamp who comes out of nowhere and attacks her. Well, she kills him and then decides to drag him off to take his clothes, which was kind of funny. It's like, oh, look at it. It's a perfect fit. Yeah. <laughs> How fortunate. Yes, again, a little Scooby-Doo thing happening. I'm going to do a quick change. But I guess it's better than her running around in a hospital gown, which is the best hospital gown I have ever Ever. seen. Yes, ever. Because that thing stayed together during a fight. (laughs) Yeah, a real fight. Right. I didn't have one stay together. You move it into the bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a visual for you. Sorry, people. All right, let's go back to Vanessa, though. Yeah, Muhammad is still hanging around, and Vanessa's getting more and more frustrated not being able to corral Dylan, and it hits her. I need something to clear my senses and make me sharper. Uh, yeah? Okay, this was a bit of a head-scratcher to me. Oh, no, we've seen this in season one, where when she gets taste of blood, she gets all... Types are hyped up and super focused. Okay, because I remember her getting, like, really strong. Right. But to suddenly be like, oh, I'm centered and I can find her. Oh, I can feel her. I can smell her. It's like, all right, now you're creeping me out. (laughs) And poor Muhammad, well, apparently he was an unwilling participant. Because she's like, oh, yeah, I know what to do. Rah! Yeah. How you like being lunch there, Muhammad? Right? Snack time. Yeah, not cool. Oh, now, of course, the other um, rebels make it to the office and find that uh, pile of uh, death in front of them. <laughs> and, of course, they say, well, we got to take Tanaka's death at face value. He died a hero, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, but anybody who's seen how that was laid out would have to be like, this doesn't look right. Right. And the only person that's saying that was Flesh. Yes. Makes me wonder if the other guys knew that Taka was kind of iffy. Yeah, I guess so, but they sure everybody followed him, so. Unless these guys knew who his informant was. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Don't worry about it. Right, yeah. Taka and his informant are both dead. Uh, This didn't go real well for him. No. Of course, Flesh goes all Sherlock on him and discovers the secret passageway. And it's funny because uh, Lucky uh, goes with him because uh, smarts are sexy. <laughs> uh, and then she called the rest of them out. It's like, all right, you bunch of wusses. You want to stay yeah. here? Whatever. And Dr. McCreepy. 
He seems to know exactly where Dylan is. How is that possible? I imagine he's probably had to uh, track her down, I would say, more than a few times. And then he had, like, a dog catcher pole. Right. And blood. So, okay, weird. But I guess whatever works. Right. He's catching an animal. Yeah. He uses the pole to make sure he doesn't get bit. And the blood is a uh, a reward for being still long enough to get the pole around the neck. Yeah. Uh, that's the weirdest Capri Sun I've ever seen. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So the Rebels and Flesh end up going down a tunnel system because nothing's ever straightforward, right? Right. <laughs> and they see and his once sister. again, it's a trap! Yeah, I'm so surprised. Yeah. But what kind of weird juicer did they put them in? Is Dimitri, like, laying underneath to catch the blood? Lay in I, the blood? What the heck? I believe it is definitely part of a collection apparatus of some sort. I'm sure that there's probably some kind of container down there collecting all that blood for them to use later on. And that was a big enough hole in the thing that had they moved their butt, they could have mostly gotten out of there. Right. But it's like, oh, I'm just going to reach for you and dramatically not try to get out. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. Squish. Yeah. Well, Lucky wasn't too happy because these are all her friends. But at the same time, they all went running. Like, Flesh is trying to be careful with it, and they go running right to it. How long have you guys been dealing with the vamps? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is kind of his fault, but at the same time, he's like, wait, and they're like, let's get the big bad who went in the door. Right. No, you slow down and pay attention. She was just standing there looking at you. That didn't seem weird? (laughs) (sighs) Jeez. Well, we finally end with Vanessa seeing, what is his name? Shemalok? Yeah. (laughs) Shemalokal? Dr. McJerk. Yeah. Like, standing there with Dylan, and then he slams the door, and then she's going all crazy, like, beating it. And Muhammad's like, listen, you can't do this. Look at your hands. Right. And she... Bill door. Right. She's tearing that door up, and he's just like, all right, then. Knock yourself out. And, well, the doctor thinks he's getting away with Dylan. Obviously, he's not the brightest bulb in the pack. Right. And Vanessa and Muhammad catch up to him. After she broke through a steel door. Yeah. He's got, was it a gun? What did he, he had something up to Dylan's neck. Right. Or a scalpel. Yeah, it was a gun. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, if you come close, I'll kill her. And, you know, Vanessa's like, if you let me have her, I will let you leave. Right. And the way she said it, like, okay, I will let you leave. Like, not saying Muhammad's not going to shoot you. and But that's not what happened. Because yeah. Dylan ends up, like, turning and biting the doctor, grabbing a pack of blood out of his bag, and then he's she's over on the side trying to open her caprice on there. Yeah. Her juice box. And then he's telling Vanessa, oh, I'm changing. And you can't change her back because I've messed with her DNA. I'm, right. I'm the only one. And he's like, ha, I can feel it changing me. And she's like, oh, yeah, really? And she shoots him in the head. Multiple times. I guess you're not changing anymore. No. And, yeah, then cut to Dylan, still not paying any attention and drinking the blood. It's like, all right, so what's happening? Is she going to be a full vampire? If she stops drinking blood, is she going to turn back to human? If Vanessa bites her, will she actually turn back? Will she die? Right. 
those, those are the questions we don't know, and Vanessa doesn't know, and she's going to have to battle with those uh, questions for probably the next couple of episodes, I expect. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what she actually decides is the possible solution to uh, getting Dylan back as completely human, or if she can. Right, if they can see their way through. Yes, and I think that will be real heartbreaking if she can't bring her back and she basically has to kill him. Oh, that would be rough. That will be horrible. Well, tune in next time for the next Van Helsing. We'll see what happens. Alright, this was a weird one. This is a weird opening. So we'll see. Well, it kind of resolved the Citadel situation for the most part. Oh, we did forget that Julius found out that the Citadel was being attacked and gathered what is left of his forces to go deal with Dimitri. Ah, uh, yes. So we got that sideline story to get, deal with, too. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how this right. plays out. It's kind of weird, but, you know. Yeah, I think they're wrapping up season one storylines here in the first couple of episodes to move on to the next sto- major storyline in the series. All right. Well, what did you guys think? Why don't you let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Shoot us an email, we'll read it on the next episode, and maybe even have one of you guys on to talk about what you think is happening. Please rate and review us on all the platforms that you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show, get them to watch, get their theories. Tinfoil hat theories abound! We hope you are enjoying this podcast and all the rest, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns... Shoot us an email again, sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Don't forget to check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com. It's taken me forever. I did redo it. We're putting all sorts of stuff on there, and we're still waiting to give stuff away. Do you want a prize? Want something from my prize package? Shoot us an email, and I will randomly choose somebody and send out some fun goodies. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. I needed it. It centers me. And until next time.